Looking for the best place to buy tickets for any of your favorite teams or sporting events? We've got the spot. Our partner, StubHub, has been the leading ticket marketplace in the world for over 20 years, providing a 100% guarantee with every order. From a worldwide selection of live events, the widest choice of tickets and industry-leading partnerships, StubHub has what you need to purchase with confidence. StubHub, an official partner of The Athletic. Welcome to The Athletic MBA Show, Monday through on The Athletic Podcast Network. New York strip steak. This is the basketball buds. Braised beef short ribs. With Zach Harper and your favorite athletic writer. Get mad at me, bro. I'm gone. Welcome to the Basket Buds edition of the Athletic NBA Show podcast on the Athletic Podcast Network. I'm your host, Zach Harper. We got Jay King. We got Trevon Edwards. We got Mo Dakiel. We've got controversy in the NFL, but it pales in comparison to controversy in the NBA. That's not true. Uh, <laughs> but I, man, just real quick on the Super Bowl. I just, just love, we were always going to find something to complain about as a society. We were always going to find something to complain about. Once the guy says, yeah, I held him, we should probably drop it, right? I, I stopped at that point. I was so convinced yeah. it was it was not a hold. And then he said he held him. And I was like, all right. He said it. I'm not going to. My favorite are going to be. My favorite's going to be Eagles fans trying to convince him he did not hold him. Yeah, maybe. Well, I, <laughs> I, I think at best this just docks. This, this stops the doxing of the referees. Right. Think, but that's it. <laughs> No, nah, Philly fans are super rational, so I'm I'm sure they're gonna take this one and try. <laughs> Will Blackman said it best. He had been holding most of the game. They didn't even make this call. They let them play. No PIs, no holds. I think it was one defensive hold early on, before, right? Yeah. They finally call it. It's clear as day. Now it's I get old, it. Like, yeah. No, but I get it. It's the same line as basketball where we're like, you can't make that call. Why are you calling this moving screen now? Right? Like that, that right. kind of thing. Yeah. But that's just a fan perspective. If it happens, it happens. We have to accept it as fans. Yeah. But again, everyone wanted to see Hertz be able to make this heroic drive after the field goal because they probably would have went up three. And now mm-hmm. he has like a minute and a half to play with on a kind of two minute drill situation. Yeah. And he had been balling air yeah. and ground. So rightfully so. They need the Elam ending in in NFL. (laughs) Oh, I like that idea. I'm not I'm not mad at it, but guys just get too hurt. So I don't know about that. Also, also they got they got a gift fumble taken for a touchdown taken away. So maybe the Eagles weren't that screwed. I don't know. Also, Eagles fans wouldn't have been mad if the shoe was on the other foot if they heat up the clock and kick the field goal. So it was like, ah. Why would they do that? That's like the, the coward way to go out. And it's like, yeah. no, that's high IQ football. What you don't kick do? it. You're not supposed to punt. You're not supposed to. No. You know, because P- anything can turn losers. into anything. Punting for losers and quitters. But the squib kick, easy setup with eight seconds. I'll trust a squib over anything. Yo, man. And just say, all right, figure it out. I, I didn't check to see if Jalen Hurts got hit on that last throw, but what a noodle arm if he didn't. Oh my God, I think it went 30 <laughs> that yards, was, man. That, that, was, that, was, that, was, that was me that playing That was me playing quarterback right there. Yeah, that was like, there we go. That, that was, was deep. Let's see how far I can throw this. Thing. That was, it's been Super Bowl week. I felt yeah. <laughs> Remember, we talked about this not too long ago when I played varsity quarterback. Yeah. I, at first, I was like, I'm going to be a receiver. And we never had quarterbacks that could actually hit us, like hit our number. I would do like these little screens and kind of have to create and do these things that I wanted to do. So I was like, man, I'm going to play quarterback. And my coach was like, all right, go ahead. First of all, huddling up. I got bad ADD. <laughs> I forget the plays. <laughs> no, <remember> the, play. <laughs> the plays, everything. First of all, that. You did the armband. Then I'm like trying to run my back, you know, throwing off my back foot. Every all that matters. Yeah. yeah, that matters, dog. Like it makes you have a, such an appreciation for the quarterback because oh, yeah, man. you have to be like, and that's another thing. First guy, second guy, 
third guy, and maybe a deep guy. You have to plus the defense. So it's yeah. one. Trey, what once I found out that quarterbacks were like predicting what the defense was going to do by mm-hmm. looking before that, I'm like, how the hell do you tell that? Like, there's, there's too much going on. <laughs> there's no way. I, there's no. I way. went right back to skill positions, Zach. Yeah. Play, finished my career as a wide receiver. Called that's, it a day. That's Didn't the way even to want to deal with it no more. So I stopped complaining about quarterbacks. Patrick yeah. Mahomes, whatever drug they gave him at halftime. Oh, well, was, speaking, of, speaking <laughs> of giving people stuff so they can play, I'm so glad you said that, Trey. This is what we call a transition. The beef between the Warriors and the Blazers in one of the funniest standoffs I've seen in a long time over a transaction. Like we've seen teams complain about like there was tampering here or whatever. Right. But this was Gary Payton, the second who has played 15 of the previous 17 games for the Blazers gets traded that four team deal. We'll talk about the deadline in a second. We gets traded in that four team deal that brings James Wiseman to the Pistons. And we got Sadiq Bay to the Hawks and, we got a bunch of picks and people nobody wants to the Blazers. And the Warriors do this physical and they say we can't pass GP2 on the on the physical. We just can't do it. He's got an injury that's going to put him out for two to three months. But we're past the deadline. So the rule, like you can't alter a deal past the deadline, even if something like this comes up. And so the Warriors are complaining to the league office, complaining to the league office, I think trying to get like a pick out of this and the league's like, what do you want us to do? Our hands are tied. Like, like we, there's, not, there's nothing we can, you can add or take away from this trade. Like it's, it's the trade or it's nothing. And the whole time I feel like the warriors, you know, that I just, I, I don't know that Joe Lacob can be told no. Right in a in a situation, he's a billionaire. Like this. Of course not. He's no. a billionaire. <laughs> They're super successful. He's light years ahead, and to be told like that's all you like, this is all we can do. Like take the trade or don't take the trade. And they're saying the Blazers didn't disclose anything. I ruled on this in the uh, in beef court for the the newsletter, the bounce, which you s- subscribe to at theathletic.com slash bounce newsletter. Um, this is something where I rule with the Blazers on this. Now, I don't know if the Blazers disclose what they need to disclose. <laughs> I have no idea you if they went about it the right way. No the reason I rule on Portland's side on this is because you can't have this big 48-hour craze about this trade. Will it go through? Won't it go through? And then have Gary Payton II sit with Mike Dunleavy Jr. and Bob Myers at a Warriors game. You don't like it doesn't work that way. You can't tell me we don't know if we're going to do this trade when this dude's in the owner's box. Mo, what's what's happening here? No, it's dumb. I think just across the board. And you know what I find even dumber, Zach? He's probably going to end up playing a game or two in the next week. Like, you know, oh, maybe the on the Tuesday are... if they play Tuesday. I don't know. What the... <laughs> right. Like, yeah, no, like I could, it wouldn't shock me at all with all that. It was all posturing. And just the dumb thing about this whole thing was they saved so much money on oh, that like $35 million on that, in, in luxury tax, right? Yeah. Right. And then, and then on top of all of that, they weren't playing Wiseman. It wasn't like they lost a rotation player, and it would have been even more awkward to bring Wiseman back. This deal was always going to go through. Mm-hmm. I, I would have but been more shocked if they were like, no, let's not do it. I do think the league has to have some way of handling a situation like this, where this was four teams. Four teams come to an agreement to make a trade. And it all goes up in flames because one player failed the physical. And to to learn after the deadline that the trade you thought all along isn't what you thought it was, there's got to be some way to deal with that. And I don't know what it would be, um, but like it can't just be you either have to go through with the trade or don't because – that just leaves such awkward situations, would have left such awkward situations. And now the Warriors are stuck. Honestly, like they thought they were going to get a top seven guy, top eight guy in their rotation, somebody who could give them a different type of defensive presence, somebody who would infuse them with energy like he did last season. And instead, they're getting a guy who won't play for months and that they didn't know 
that he wouldn't play for months and that they were not told, according to them, that he wouldn't play for months. And so it's it really is. It's a, it's a wild situation. And I don't know what the solution is, but I feel like it can't just be, yes, you have to accept this trade. Or like there has to be some way of going back retroactively and and changing things. Uh, here's the thing. I think that opens up a can of worms of a lot of teams going, ah, this guy's not as healthy as I was told. Like, I, I think that turns it into a shit show. Like, I look, maybe there needs to be something. I mean, maybe the punishment is just, hey, we're going to take a pick away from the Blazers or we are going to find the Blazers, whatever that would be, $100,000, whatever that would be. I think that's the only thing that can be done. Like, one, like, yeah, you're right. Like, the Warriors thought they were adding a significant role player, right? Got eighth or ninth guy in the rotation who can really defend and, and change some things on that. And it's not like they replaced anybody in this rotation with him. Like, it, why again, Wiseman isn't isn't a contributor. So, like, oh, now they're going to wait. Two, two, they Warriors, got, like, they got to wait two to three months. It's like, okay, were they waiting two to three months on Wiseman? Like I just don't think there's a no. They tried to, to trade stand. him. They, they tried to trade him before the deadline. Yeah, if it and was get that, somebody but, who could actually right, help. That was right, the but, point. Right, but if the if he's going I don't to think be out that was two the major months, point. Yeah. Uh, well, the point was, was the money at the end of the day. Salary like was, let's just was also thirty five million dollars was for, a large part yeah. of it. It's a is a crap ton of money. Like let's not go like that's a small little little thing. And I know it doesn't matter to the actual team, but it matters to Lakeham. And I think that's a large point of that. If anything, even if they weren't getting a piece, they were saying trade Wiseman so we could save money. Yeah. Because this trade originally was just a salary dump. They were getting five second round draft picks when they originally traded him. Yeah. Then all of a and sudden, Gary Payton, yeah. Well, maybe the Blazers are like, well, this guy can't play. Like, his core <laughs> muscles. Out two three three months. Months. We yeah, got to get rid of him. <laughs> he should be out two to three months anyway. We got to get rid of this guy. Uh, yeah. I just think, again, if you're going to go about this, if you're the Warriors, you've got to not put him front and center at a basketball game. You just can't. It's a really bad move on the Warriors' part. So I side with the with the Blazers no, just here's because what of they that. should have done. They should have had him front and center, and they should have had him like limping around, like really selling the injury. That's what they should have done. Like oh, they, like they should have made like Mike Dunleavy Jr. Mockery. makes him laugh, and he like starts like, like oh my stomach, yeah, God, like, this core issue. Yeah, I can't do that. yeah. <laughs> yeah. I can't, you know what? That's a good idea. If you're gonna put like him front that, and center, that's what they really should have done. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7, U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com slash courtside to learn more. Um, Speaking of the trade deadline, speaking of the trade deadline, guys, obviously Kevin Durant that's the big news, right? Kevin Durant goes to the Suns, seemingly out of nowhere. Um, this uh, this Nets thing fell apart so spectacularly, and now I think the Suns were ninth or tenth in title odds prior to the trade. Now they're second. They're the number one team in the West in terms of title odds. They still have to get KD back. They've been playing a little bit better lately. Oh, by the way, Devin Booker's back. Uh, but Trey... This Kevin Durant thing, not to betray any confidences here, but you said that he had even surprised you and you're pretty plugged in here. Um, what was that? What was that notification like to you? Um, I went to sleep, honestly. So I oh, yeah, it I was late. I forgot it was like it was like 11. It was, on. It was one. It was 1 a.m. here. And um, our group chat just felt so betrayed. <laughs> but, but it was but it was great because people thought like people were really upset with me they thought i knew and like i had been holding out and i'm like bro i don't know anything um and that's that's one thing i can credit to credit to him and his team is that they just do what they want to do you know what yeah. i mean and they in order for it to work i think honestly with all superstars is to be tight lip 
You know what I'm saying? Because you sure. don't really, if you're if you're trying to do something, you want it to go, right? And you know, everybody's like, "Yo, are you sad?" I'm like, "No, I'm not sad. Like, go win." Honestly, yeah. like, I mean, selfishly, this is someone I I hang out with, but but like, nah, like this is a business, and you do what's best for you. Um, I think things obviously fell apart when they couldn't deliver a second, you know, star. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that's when Toronto was involved, quote unquote, for this three team deal. And, you know, Masai probably had, you know, different people carrying water to like leak these stories to do a spin job and never actually, you know, do any business. Um, so it held up. And, um, you know, as the as the stories have been coming out, um, Kevin in front office had an agreement, like if anything was to happen, you guys hold up your end of the deal of trading me. I'll yeah. be professional on my end and you guys find me a trade partner. Well, when it came to the situation of, hey, we're going to trade Kyrie Irving, these are the situations. Now, when you're trying to find this trade partner, I don't want to go anywhere else. Y'all know where I want to be. We could have had this done in this the summer. This was the summer. Yeah, exactly. This is the summer. So I already told you guys who I wanted to play with. I want to play with Devin Booker. Straight up. You know what I mean? Like, and... That's what happened. So in Kevin Durant's fashion, he has, you know, we always give um, LeBron, sh you know, shit about GM stuff. Kevin Durant actually thinks of the franchise. It's not like doing them a favor. What a crazy like, idea. What a crazy idea. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, hey, I know I'm about to leave, but like, how about y'all take this person this way? You know what I mean? And I honestly would be like, been a part of two of I'm these. burning this thing to the ground. You know what I'm saying? He could easily do it, but this yeah. is the second franchise that he's also like bartered with. Like, all right, look, yeah, I'm going here, but maybe y'all go get this back. And people are like, people who don't know basketball was like, oh, they got fleeced. First of all, this is Danny Ainge's fault. Secondly, this is Kyrie Irving's fault. You <laughs> know what I mean? Danny Ainge lowering the price of the brick for Rudy Gobert, right? Because now we got people saying, hey, I would give three first for OG, you know, for OG. Yeah. And I'm like, what? So then Rudy, you know, gets traded for this little, this this large I, package. You know, I want to take it back even, even more, Trey. I want to take it back even more. I blame the I blame the Bucks and the Pelicans. <laughs> no oh, for the Drew I Holiday love, deal. I love Drew. I love Drew. There's no way he should have been four picks. Okay. No You're right. Way. Yeah. You're right. That's the originator. Yeah. So now people are like, what's the price of a superstar? They should have got Devin Booker. How does this work? No, stop yeah. looking for those old classic deals where it's a head-to-head -head type. You got to be an all-star to get an all-star back. No, you mm -hmm. better hope that you can get some type of collateral back to like, hey, you know what? I can turn something into this. I mean, the Grizzlies apparently Cam Johnson offered back. everything they could, like outside of John. For Mikael Bridges. Yeah. Mm. Well, no, for for KD, they went like oh, they were KD. like, yeah, yeah, like yeah. whatever picks you want, you can have it, and like because that's what mm -hmm. it should be if you're going to get Kevin Durant. I don't give a shit right. if he's 34 years old. You're getting KD, like, <laughs> like what do you want? Yeah, but people like Nets fans were so distraught at first; they didn't understand, and then basketball fans in in, a, in entirety thought it was a robbery. But it's like, no, it, look, I see why the Nets did it. Joe yeah. Side now gets stress free hoops, right? You don't have to cater to superstars. You don't have to do anything of this nature. You get guys that this reminds me of a college team, right? Mm -hmm. You're hoping that Mikel Bridges becomes an all-star at one point in time of his career on this, on this, uh, this, this acquisition, Doable, but, then yeah. you get, but then you get pieces, right? You get guys that are, that have chips on their shoulder, quote unquote, you get Dinwiddie back, you get D you get Doe, you get um, Mikel and Cam who are good character guys that you can kind of put them in any environment and they're not divas yet. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because you always, right. we, always, we always want to do the darling thing until they actually start making money and do those things. But right, right. now, it's, it's... we got the modern day AC Green on our hands. This guy's played 365 consecutive games. He's on pace for the Iron Man Award. Yo, did you see the box score from the last time Mikhail Bridges, or the Suns won a game without Mikhail Bridges? Yes. So he's... That was nasty <laughs> exactly. it was a disgusting yeah. rotation it's so like dragon bender alex like just gross oh it's super gross so yeah. now you get a dragon two-way guy that can come in and be though. effective no, they, oh they, stop it jay stop they it. went all the way blows <laughs> with with philly 
You yeah. know what I'm saying? They went down to the wire with Philly. This team is going to compete. I don't see them dropping all the way down to the play-in. They're probably going to be a six to seven seed. You know what I mean? Like they're going to lose some games. Don't get me wrong, but they're still a basketball team. What yeah, Phoenix still a lot is doing over there now, it's all on DeAndre Ayton and Chris Paul. You know what I mean? Because yeah. Durant's going to play defense. You know what I mean? Ayton, I get it. The two rebounds, we killed him for that. But then he had an 11 rebound game because they were boxing out or whatever Monty Williams made the excuse for. But <laughs> I hope he watched, I hope he watched that Bill Russell doc and understands what it really takes to win. Unless they you know put I mean? that and Bill Russell really doc matters. in Call of Duty. I don't think he watched it. <laughs> there you go, right? <laughs> even even also, if he watched it, I feel like he thinks that that's what he's already doing. But that's, like, yeah, that's me. <laughs> and bubble wrapping Chris Paul in April and May. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know. That yeah, it's man. There's just so much about I I I'm kind of mad we have to wait to see it, Jay, because I want to watch Kevin Durant on the Suns now. Like I want to be like the the spoiled. I'm like I want it now. Like get, where's where is he? And now we got to wait weeks and weeks I'm, and weeks. I'm such a nerd because I was so excited to watch the Nets after oh, they got no, that's a fun team. That that Nets team's a fun team. That is, that is a. Fun Fun team. They have a lot of good players. Yeah, like they are loaded. You know who they remind me of? Good players. The Nets before they got Kyrie and KD. No, they <laughs> remind me of the J- the early Jason Tatum, J- uh, Jalen Brown years. Hmm. Because we didn't know what to expect from them. I didn't know Jason Tatum was going to become Jason Tatum. You know what I mean? Like I was like, oh, right. they don't got KG in them no more. Isaiah Thomas got hurt. What are they going to do? And these dudes just kind of sprouted. Not saying that Cam Johnson and Mikael Bridges are going to become those two, but it just reminds me of a young core that you know the Celtics put all in, like that can play, like, right? In, yeah, and they can play right away and, and, and did it that way. And they're sort of built on the same type of player, where the Nets have like every six, seven to six, eight wing, yeah, in the entire league now. It's and we it's also crazy. didn't even talk they about their starting lineup. We didn't even talk about their starting lineup depth, right? Spencer at six six. Uh is it Joe Harris starts at the two? Yeah. He's six four. Mikhail Bridges is six seven. Probably six I think six. He's six seven. Okay. Then you got the power forward who's Finney Smith. He's like what six eight, six nine. And then you got Classic guard from point guard Claxton. to center too. Six eleven. Then you're bringing Cam. Cam. People were confused about Cam Thomas coming off the bench. Cam Thomas is not a starter. I mean, I get it. The forty four. The forty four points. I'm not rolling. Not yet. Cam not Thomas yet. is a starter. He's a gunner, bro. He's a Here's gunner. The thing. I get Here's it. The thing. He's a gunner. Oh, oh. I, I I keep getting Give Cam it. Johnson and Cam Thomas confused. Yeah. yeah. I thought you meant Cam Johnson. No. Too many cams for you, Jack. Here's the that, thing. Here's the thing about Cam Thomas. Hold on. Hold on. We were talking for like 10 minutes, and I was just talking about Cam Johnson while he was talking about Cam Thomas, and I was getting furious. And then it was. You're it was like, he's such a great Cam shooter. Thomas. He's like, yeah, I don't know if he's a great shooter. You're like, what are you talking yeah. yeah. Here's the thing about Cam Thomas give him the ball, get the fuck out of the way. Just give him the ball, get the fuck out of the way. Like, I, that's all I want to see. That's, but that's no, what I'm saying. But that's, but, that's why, but that's why he doesn't fit in that lineup. He has to cook with the second lineup out there because again, that first uh, that first lineup is going to be sharing the rock. When Cam's out there, that. I don't want that. This dude puts up forty three straight games. One I'm, of them off the I'm bench. Not, give him the ball. I'm not buying the Cam Thomas. Out of the way. Why not? not? No, no. But here's the thing. Bucket. I love Cam Thomas. He's a bucket, rightfully so. But he takes bad shots. Yeah, He's just buying. This, no, this is guys. This is this is Zach's dream player. Oh my like god! Everybody, he, Zach wants him to gunning. play forty-eight minutes. A you night know where? On every where Cam team. Thomas needs to be? Utah. Stress-free hoops. I would he never. Would average, he would average thirty-nine points a game just off stress-free hoops because he could take those wild shots. You know where he should be? He should be uh, with the Lakers, leading that team. Not LeBron. Not AD. None of those guys. He should be on the Warriors, leading that team. Not Steph. Not Clay. Not Draymond. He should be the star every goddamn team that dude is scoring like crazy so cam thomas is going to be when cam thomas actually learns his actual bread and butter because right now i don't i think he's just got a natural feel of scoring he's just a professional scorer right he knows how to he's been scoring his entire career but when he knows how to play the game like oh i could pass the ball no you don't want to do that 
No, he's, yeah, no, he's not big on that. He's Flip Murray 2.0, man. He's just like, go out there and get buckets. But that's what I'm saying. Whenever somebody's hurt, he can go get that. Yeah. He Flip can go Murray, get that. Man. He can go get that. So, yeah. again, I do. Here's the thing. I don't want people to hear it and say, oh, you're hating on him. Yes, he could be a starter somewhere, but he doesn't work with that unit out, out there. Yeah. I disagree. You know I would just give him the ball and get out of the way. That's what I want. I like from a basketball sense, I know what you're saying. From an entertainment standpoint, I just want to see Cam Thomas score. Oh, yeah, no, if of you, course. If you give him catch, the ball, you catch, might as well get out of the way because it doesn't catch, matter where you are. He's not passing it to you. He's yeah. going to catch LeBron no, in four years. If they give him the ball, he'll catch LeBron <laughs> in four years. Like, it's it's over. Uh, Mo, what's your biggest takeaway from the from the deadline, non-KD edition? Yeah, I just think I thought Memphis needed to do more. I know they tried to get KD, but I think they needed to do more than just get Luke Kennard. I felt like this That's was a good a, pickup, though, man. Luke, can... it's a good, it's a, it's a fine pickup, but it's not going to do anything in the playoffs for them. He's not going to play that much. We've seen enough from I Luke don't know, at man. this point. I, He's not going to move they, the needle for them. They need someone who can shoot. Yeah, and you know what's going to happen? He's not a playoff player. Everybody's going to pick at him on defense, and now you're going to play him and Ja at the same time. Everyone's picking at Dylan Brooks on offense. No, no, you. They want the other defense wants to give Dylan Brooks the ball and just let and and clear out. They we should be allowed. Be this should be the first time where offense defense subs are, are allowed. You can't like cherry pick or whatever, but like at, once the ball crosses half court, you have you got to go. It's, that, it's yeah. that drill, right? You got to yes. touch hands at half court yes. or something, and, and that that whole deal. But I felt like like you just can't put. It's going to be hard in the playoffs to play John Kennard at the same time, and that's going to be a real difficult situation for sure. I I felt like they had to do more. It, at the uh, the deadline, this is an opportunity for them. And then now that the Suns got KD and they got better, Denver picked up depth with, you know, picking up a center. Thomas the Bryant. Clip, and Thomas and I think Bryant. they get Reggie Jackson too, right? Sounds like they're signing Reggie yeah. Jackson, oh, which may or may forgot, not be a blessing or a curse. You Thomas Bryant, though. You, yeah, you I forgot about it. I forgot his name. You were Thanks, like, Jack. I know they picked up a center. But... What Good name, job, what Jay. Name, Thanks. What but name that's was, how, what that's name was in your head? Hold on. I want to I want to lean into this. What I was going to say Mark Bryant. I was going to say Mark Bryant. I've done that more than once, and I knew it wasn't Mark Bryant. And I was like, fuck. That would be a weird pickup. Yeah. And I also think, you know, the Clippers made some moves as long as they don't sign Russ and I think you know they've everybody's gotten a little bit better in the West I felt like they needed to make a move and take a big swing uh, for me that's kind of my biggest takeaway is that their inaction was or just a small move wasn't enough yeah yeah I yeah the you know the Kings don't do anything no offense Kessler Edwards Kings don't do anything the Grizzlies just get canard um Mavs obviously take a big swing Wolves take a big swing um Clipper I, I like what the Clippers did the Clippers like go and get Mason Plumley. It's interesting. Uh, they they Plumlee, need someone who wasn't well, Moses Brown, right? Like they, to they back did. up like it, to back up Zubats. And, like and if you feel like you're gonna go contender. against Jokic at some point, like you need bodies. That's the only contender that Mason Plumley would have been like a a significant upgrade. Hold on, for. you put him on the lake. Oh, you said contender number. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, contender. Uh, and then and then they also like they don't really have a point guard now. They really don't. They, they didn't, didn't have really one in the first one place before, though, right? Like they've like Paul George they been had running two guys so much that off to be point guards, uh, John yeah. Wall and Reggie Jackson. But well, now they've the just decided, and, and maybe they'll get Russ, and and, uh, and we'll see about that. Obviously, they're campaigning for Russell Westbrook to yeah. to go there. But if they don't, they do not have a point guard, like which is kind of cool. Think, it's interesting. I think the, I think the idea that they're they're leaning towards Paul George being the primary ball handler. Yeah. Yeah. And just having wings everywhere and just having the defensive benefits of that. They, they I already love that idea. They already do this at the end of games where they don't run any offense. They just do the worst isolation shit in the world oh, and hope it so works. Bad. So it's like they're just preparing themselves for that for, for four quarters. Yeah. That, yeah. They kind of need to play smash mouth basketball because they don't they don't have that guy to like just organize them. And right. Bones Highland is not that. <laughs> Definitely not Dude, that. You Eric gave Gordon me a Bones Highland Cam that. Thomas backcourt. Oh, my God. I but, moved that city. You're moving get, wherever they, they are, Zach. You're moving wherever they are. That's going to be your run as a beat. I, I yeah. So I, I guess Char Charlotte, was, shoot, Charlotte was trying to make a – throw their hat in for Bones. That would have been fun, LaMelo and Bones. Yeah, absolutely. I would have loved it. That, I would have loved it, even though they would have lost a lot of bad – they would have lost a lot of ball games, but they would have been fun. They lose a I'll lot of ball games that. now, like <laughs> right. <laughs> I think Doesn't the funny matter, thing, at least be fun. 
Yeah. I think the funny thing about the whole bone situation is like Nuggets fans complaining about him being arrogant or like his ego. And then like, he's like, oh man, you know, like go where you want it. And you know, like he's trying to have this positive thing. Then he goes yeah. on Instagram live in the private jet of Bomber. <laughs> and he's just hey, like, man. this is how you treat somebody. Yeah. It reminds me of like, I'm all in on this kid. First of all, he's going to be a fan favorite. We haven't had a fun player in LA. Um, on both sides since Nick Young. Um, you know what I'm saying? And he was going to be like he's right. He's right. Yeah, he's right. Yeah, because everybody's so professional, bro. Like, I mean, this is the thing. Jordan Clarkson probably Jordan Clarkson didn't start become getting out of his shell a little bit more until yeah. he went to other teams. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like he was so quiet. I mean, obviously he played with Kobe, so Kobe wasn't really letting all that Kobe stuff wasn't going to allow that. <laughs> but now you get somebody that's like, think about this, Kawhi. He don't even be like, he don't show no sense of humor when he with that team. Yeah. Maybe wrestling, doing all this stuff, right? Reggie Jackson was the closest thing to like a guy having fun on that squad. Paul George is still reserved. He'll loosen up a little bit. But Bones, listen, they're going to be having Bones night. They gonna be doing all. He gonna be dancing. He gonna make his shots. <laughs> this is going to be the funnest Clippers era, whether it works out or not, because he's going to be. I love having this team, the time man. of his life, yeah. win or lose. Mm -hmm. He gonna be in the club. He gonna be outside. <laughs> He's gonna join. He's, he's gonna join Q and D Miles on that podcast as a, always, as a try host. Like there's certain players in this league that don't make a bunch of money, but they make it look like they got it. Yeah, he gonna show you what a millionaire look like in the uh, NBA. Uncle in Bomber, LA. Uncle Bomber, will you please? Will you, will you give me a table tonight? Listen, he gonna be probably ninth man off that bench and have a Ferrari. Oh man, absolutely! <laughs> like it's absolutely. gonna be amazing. He's gonna have a new Ferrari every week. Not saying you can't do that in Denver, but they just so buttoned up and they do it how they do it because Jokic yeah. is your your guy, so you yeah. can't really be too loud and flashy. And I get it; that's a safe route. But in the Clippers, there's no expectations. LA, it's like, all right, yeah. I don't play for the Lakers, so I don't have to worry about Bron. Yeah, my two vets and my two star players really ain't gonna care. No, Ka Kawhi and I'm not gonna slap him on the wrist and say, "Hey, chill out." He going to get to have the time of his life, Jay. Bones, Bones Highland Buckle is the winner. Up. He's the Buckle winner here. Up. Bones Highland, we'll see. We'll see. And the city go, hey, and the city going to adapt to Bones so quick. Yeah, I ain't gonna say up. Delaware. I ain't gonna say Delaware just like South Central. I don't know. But buckle up, baby. <laughs> buckle up, baby. Well, Mike Malone didn't seem to like him too much. Other other players on the, the Nuggets oh, team. Mike Malone. But you gotta understand why, why did he call him Coach him. Mike instead of Coach Michael, and he decided to to I'm, make a I'm point of it? Nah, like, he probably calling me Money Mike. Yes. <laughs> it's it's funny that Reggie Jackson replaced him in Denver because yeah. Reggie Jackson at one point in his life was Bone Tyler, like he was the young guy on a really yeah, good just, team, just more just wouldn't, but also, just wouldn't accept his role. But also, the Clippers saved his life. So when you have that scary one foot out, one foot in moment where mm -hmm. you're on the couch and you're like, damn, my phone didn't ring. My, I'm, I'm harassing my agent now. Did yeah. something happen yet? Did You know what I mean? When you get that, that's the sobering feeling of being an NBA player. So now Reggie has an appreciation. He's playing every single minute like it's his last. Bones hasn't had that moment yet. Even if Bones was on the was on his way out, I don't even think Bones would realize that he's he wouldn't on his know. Way out. He wouldn't know. He no, wouldn't no, no, know. No, 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 no. He wouldn't know. Like he, he'd be like, the phone's not ringing because too many people are trying to call at once. Like that yeah. would be the, <laughs> right. be the reason. You know, if I would have applied myself, I could have gone to the NBA. You think so? Yeah, I think so. But it's just like it's been done. You know, I didn't want to. <laughs> I was like, I don't want to be a follower. Hi, I'm Jason Concepcion, and I'm Shay Serrano, and we are back. We have a new podcast from Wondery. It's called Six Trophies. Woo! And it's the f***ing best. Each week, Shay Serrano and I are combing through all the NBA storylines, finding the best, most interesting, most compelling stories, and then handing out six pop culture-themed trophies for six basketball-related activities. Trophies like the Dom 
Dominic Toretto I Live My Life a Quarter Mile at a Time trophy, which is given to someone who made a short-term decision with no regard for future consequence. Or the Christopher Nolan Tenet trophy, which is given to someone who did something that we didn't understand. Catalina Wine Mixer trophy. Ooh, the Lauren Hill, you might win some, but you just lost one trophy. And what's more, the NBA playoffs are here, so you want to make Six Trophies your go-to companion podcast through all the craziness. Follow Six Trophies on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. Listen ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. You know, if I would have applied myself, I could have gone to the NBA. You think so? Yeah, I think so. But it's just like, it's been done. You know, I didn't want to, I was like, I don't want to be a follower. Hi, I'm Jason Concepcion. And I'm Shay Serrano. And we are back. We have a new podcast from Wondery. It's called Six Trophies. Woo! And it's the f-ing best. Each week, Shay Serrano and I are combing through all the NBA storylines, finding the best, most interesting, most compelling stories, and then handing out six pop culture themed trophies for six basketball related activities. Trophies like the Dominic. Dominic Toretto, I Live My Life a Quarter Mile at a Time trophy, which is given to someone who made a short-term decision with no regard for future consequence. Or the Christopher Nolan Tenet trophy, which is given to someone who did something that we didn't understand. Catalina Wine Mixer trophy. Ooh, the Lauren Hill, you might win some, but you just lost one trophy. And what's more, the NBA playoffs are here, so you want to make Six Trophies your go-to companion podcast through all the craziness. Follow Six Trophies on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. Listen ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Um, speaking of picking up guys, Mo, I'm, I'm curious where we are with the Westbrook thing, right? Uh, Paul George openly campaigning for him, talks about the bulls trying to add him. They, and look, they could use, they could use a guy in the backcourt, right? Like Lonzo's not back. And I don't know when that thing's going to be okay, but do you think that this version of Westbrook and by the way, look, I don't even know if I'm allowed to say this, but that bullshit ass report that came out. Yes, that was about Russ, that hit job. Fuck out of here with that. That was terrible. That was like so so obvious and like, come on, man. We we gotta be better than that as media. That's like, that was horrible. I tweeted about it, but more importantly, that's really shitty from the Lakers, considering how much they talk about we care about our players and all of this bullshit that they throw out there. And then th- as soon as Russ bef- leaves immediately start unloading all the bad stories and things like that. That's just a complete bullshit Bush league job from the, from the organization themselves to start with when they went out of their way to go get him. And everybody told them from the beginning, it was a fucked up trade. I was in that locker room, so I can't say to any expertise there. All I know is every one I've talked to in every organization that Russ has played for has been like, this is a good dude. He may be stubborn. He may not play the way you want him to play, but in terms of like, like that's a that's a dude that like is there for people, and so I'm just I like I that hit job was so bush league. Yeah, it was garbage. It was yeah. garbage from from yeah, the organization that, yeah. and shows that they're a, a, a beginning to become a garbage organization. And the outlet. I think and then, it's. <clears throat> oh, I was gonna say the funniest thing about it. I, I hate it. I do under I do agree with the bush league stuff, right? But what I hate as we get into this whole thing of now people have to like push that he's not a bad person. Right. Like we don't need that narrative. I think everyone knows that he's not a bad person. Right. Let's keep it between the lines and say he hasn't had his best years. He is hard to watch at times. He's on the way out, right? Like he's not at his peak. Like he's on the way down, on the way out. Like, but there's people that do think that that's, he's just on the, in the wrong situation, but it's hard for an only child to, finally see that you got a kid brother 13 years later you know what i'm saying right, right, right. that is the that yeah. is the situation like hey we came home with a baby and russ is the teenager he's yeah. had his way the entire time and you think about him playing for the thunder him playing for the wizards successful him playing for the rockets and playing for the lakers you gotta share and it's a it's a struggle for him so in his next situation Paul George, I know you had your best season with with Russ on your team, but when Russ wants the ball and Russ wants to make a decision, how's Kawhi going to feel about this? When it's down the line, I got to get him the ball, and he feels he can take that mid-range fast pull-up. Well, well, here's the thing, Trey. Instead of deferring. He's not a $47 million player anymore, right? Like, they're, they're he'll sign for whatever that minimum is, like $2 million prorated, right? Mm-hmm. That like 
there's a difference between, hey, this $47 million player is trying to do some things and this this minute this veteran minimum player is trying to do some things, even if it's the same guy. And so I don't think there's that pressure from the Clippers to fit him in the way there was with the Lakers. I right. I but also, I also he, here's because. the thing, Jay, before you before you kick off right quick. My thing with this, right? And how I see it. With Russ, it is such a I, I do see the important. I don't like that whole idea of like he's making this much amount of money, so he has to play. I think that narrative was always whack. But hopefully, this is the flashing lights. I never mad at the player signing these contracts, but the flashing lights of signing a point guard well into like thirty one and thirty two for five year deals. They have yet to age great. You know what I'm saying? The Lowry deal, the John Walls. I don't know where Dame's at yet. You know what I mean? And Dame's still like 32, 33. He's not there yet. Yeah, somewhere in that When range. those guys get to like 35, 36, oh, and you owe them 40, and you owe them 45, yeah. oh. All those deals are for right now, and if we'll figure it out going, later. If you don't feel like you're going to win a championship, I'm not signing somebody for 200. I mean, it's a, it's a great – I. Look, I'm all, look. I'm all for it. I'm all for players getting their money, but it is they're like some of these contracts are going to be. Brutal. Oh, they're going to be brutal at the back brutal, end, man. Yeah. Jay, what are you going to say before I cut you off? Sorry, and Jimmy brother. Butler one's going to be bad too. He, here's why. Here's why it doesn't matter what you're paying Russ, because Russ is not going to change. It doesn't matter if he's a two million guy, a forty-seven million dollar guy. He's right. going to act the exact same way, and. He's not who he used to be, and he hasn't accepted that. And to his credit, he came off the bench in L.A. He he accepted coaching, Man, I whatever. think he played pretty well in that role. I really he, do. He, like, no, maybe he, I'm great on a curve His shooting here. percentage is less than 50%. His it, turnover rate is incredibly high. Like, he, his usage is almost 30%, and he's terrible at creating efficient shots. It is... He's That's usually how we give the six man award out. <laughs> that is not a he was the leader. Yeah, and that, that's usually like, Jay, that's usually how we give the six man award out. Like, but no, but Jay, Jay, you're right. But Zach's also right. Like that Laker team needed him to do the way he was playing off the bench for that Laker team. Was no, they didn't? Nobody needs someone shooting less than fifty percent. Jay, shooting. Jay, no, did you not see this that. team? Did you not see this roster of this team? They were dog shit. Yeah. They I mean, like, you don't man. understand. Like, that's how bad it, that's how bad the him. team was. No, they're dog shit because they're trying to fit Troy Brown and Juan Toscano Anderson and Austin well, yeah, Reeves I mean, into I mean, an eight-man I mean, rotation. Like they're trying to they're trying Austin like Reeves who's coming off the bench for Juan them. Toscano, then? Are all right. Yeah, I mean, this is part of it. Like that's Juan the thing. He's played a good. role for them. But the thing is, this is the worst addition for the Clippers. Because all they need is a point guard that can get him in stuff and go stand in the corner and hit a shot. That's exactly not Russ. Where I want Russ to go, I actually want to see Russ in Chicago. They need a boost that, of energy. I don't know if I don't know man, if it, I don't know, man. I don't they know need a that boost of stuff. I think this is a dude. I think he can get them into the playing tournament because it doesn't seem like they're trying to tank. And you know, well, they can't. Their picks going to Orlando. No, it's and top four. They should have been taken they the whole time, but they out. weren't. But yeah. now at this point, it's, it's just late. top four protected, man. They they messed up. But I think they got it. And now they got to go in for the playing tournament. And I think Russ can go get them in there. But I, the one place I don't want him to be is with the Clippers because I think that's the worst place for him. I think, I think that's the only place, Jay, where you can kind of fit him in and out a little bit. Like where it's like, all right, hey, tonight we don't need you, Russ. We got, you know, Kawhi's feeling good. Paul George's feeling good, whatever. You can't tell Russ that. You can't. Well, you can tell you him can't. that by not playing him. But I don't trust, Zach, I don't trust Ty Lue to not play him. Man, Ty's a Ty's a good fucking yeah, coach. No, yeah, but Ty's also one of the dudes that's campaigning for him. I think Ty's I think Ty's a great coach, but I think at the end of the day, is going to put him in at the end of man, at the end of games. I think if that was true, that concern, I think jo the John Wall thing would have been way messier. I like I I I don't I don't think you're necessarily wrong. I just I think Ty Ty's not going to be married to that if it's not working out. Ty's been but campaigning he, for these what, point guards for yes. time, but like hey, this man, dude's not a dude that Russ fits for them. What does become like if you sit him down on the bench and don't play him? What is he like if you? Well, if, if you, you believe certain totally reports, don't call him a vampire. You know what's crazy? This is Vampires. how I know that's bullshit because he said it on TV instead of in the article instead of in print. That's how you know it's bullshit. 
Also, normally it's called a cancer. It's not a vampire. And uh, the, they the just been watching that, what we do in the shadows. I think. I think that's all. That I don't. I don't. The vampire shit is crazy though, because like that's he sucks the blood. Just a little. Oh. Just a pro tip for everyone out there. <laughs> Dave dropped in the chat. Jackie Daytona from Tucson, Arizona. Um, <laughs> if so, if a report is set on TV and not in print, there's a reason. That's a little safety. Like, oh, I'm just talking instead of this went through an editorial process. That's when you know that something is is not on the up and up. Like, I'm sorry, man. That vampire shit was bullshit. I'm not saying he was good. He might have been bad in the locker room. But, man, come on. That's a that's just such a bad hit job. I don't like the idea of Russ in Chicago. Like, there's where, where enough of Russ a spotlight work? there. Where does he fit? I don't like. Look, I don't Nowhere. know if he does Nowhere work because he's not there willing way, to. No, there there are places where you can you can kind of like I don't know childproof some of that some of that impact if it doesn't work out. I mean, he did work on the Wizards. Yeah, he actually look, man. <laughs> Dave's right in the chat. He could he can do that. He was that really good on the Wizards. He got them to the playoffs. But you also have to understand Brad deferred to him. So it's a mutual thing. Like yeah. if the player's not superior, everyone has a mutual respect because Russ literally works hard. It's not no question about that. But if the player is quote unquote feels he's like superior to him, they're going to look at it like, hey, you're getting, you're doing too much. You know what I'm yeah. saying? And when you surround him, like Brad was hurt a lot. So again, Russ gets the chance to have hands-on mentoring. Mm-hmm. Hey, young guy, da da da, do this, da da da. You can't question a guy that comes in and busts his ass. LeBron busts his ass. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Ad, I don't know what he do behind doors, but he <laughs> has the resume to kind of look at this point like I'm a champion. Even though Russ probably has a better decorated career, he's going to look at like, oh, you ain't on our level because you ain't won yet, right? Yeah, and. In those situations, same thing with James Harden. This is my show. Get in line. Yeah. So every situation, he has to remember whether he chooses Chicago, L.A., or Miami, remember whose show it is. I think he can go to Chicago and become Ooh. the guy, the alpha him, guy. Him and Jimmy? I don't. I want to see it. They're I don't gonna know bump if that's a good heads. Yeah, they're gonna, they're no, gonna bump heads. They'll be forehead to forehead the whole time. Like Because when you look at like the DeMar, gonna DeMar's going to be like... DeMar's not going to be pushing back. Yeah, Zach's not going to push back. Yeah, you're right. They're going to be like, all right, cool. Whatever you you need to do. And they're bad anyway. So, like, if it injects It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if it works or doesn't work there. Miami and Clippers, there's there's stakes there. Um, Russ Russ is Allen Iverson at the end of his career, where he's still very much talented enough to help a team. It's just he still sees himself as a player he's not anymore. Yeah. And he's not willing to wow. to let go of that. And until until he gets there, I wouldn't want him on basically any team. But the, what we might be in a Carmelo situation too, right? How can he prove he's accepted yeah. the the role until you give him a chance to accept the role? Like he sort of accepted in L.A. It didn't go well. He did but... a good job of that. He did a good job of that in L.A. He did what they asked at least publicly. Yeah. Now, was, at least, yeah, yeah. I mean, there was there was plenty of you know resistance to go to the bench. He finally went to the bench. You know, we can again still debate again if we want. Stuff when he's in the game. Yeah, no, because what sure. did you say in the beginning, Jay? What did you say in the beginning? He can't change. Like that's the thing. All these teams that are looking to sign him right now. He's not changing. Yeah, but he thought he was this talking about Ken Thomas when he said he couldn't change. He didn't. He he got confused. Yeah. Oh, oh, is that is that the <laughs> the, uh, the kind of others the other end of the spectrum on this? The deal that I loved, um, and not necessarily for how much it's going to help the team this year, but because I think it could pay huge dividends long term. Is Mike Conley in Minnesota? Yeah, I love that. That's a good a, move. That's a, a mature really good player. Move. I love them getting someone who can just show Anthony Edwards what it takes on a day-to-day basis to take care of yourself, to develop the right habits, to be team first, to be a perfect leader. Like Mike Conley is, is going to be such a good fit for that organization. And it for is Anthony so Edwards professional that I love it. I think that is an awesome thing for Anthony Edwards's career on top of like Conley will probably Help them just from an organization 
standpoint far more than D'Angelo Russell ever could. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, before we get out, uh, speaking of Anthony Edwards, he is an all-star, named as one of the replacements, Siakam an all-star, also Darren Fox an all-star. And I'm guessing, I'm guessing, Jay, that now that we have Jay King's King's Minute of the Week, we weren't expecting you, so it wasn't the rundown, but now we have you on board. So, Jay, your King's King's Minute begins now. Two-time, two all-stars, DeMontis Sabonis, De'Aaron Fox, they got two. That game the other night against Dallas, Luca, Kyrie, they're both out there. You know who it was who dominated in crunch time more than anybody else? De'Aaron Fox. 14 points in overtime, getting to whatever he wants. He's been incredible in the clutch this season. Like he has He's been the best been clutch player. He's been the best. Absolutely this awesome down the stretch of close games. He has been like it, it's funny that people wrote him off, honestly. Uh, because it was very clear that he just needed like more more guidance of a better organization uh, and and putting him next to Sabonis and putting him with a coach who is really holding that team to a high standard and time that's the king's minute right there that thank you for listening to the athletic nba show podcast thank you to trey thank you to jay thank you to mo thank you to cam thomas thanks dave uh keep it locked on the athletic subscribe to the bounce subscribe to the athletic and uh, we'll talk to you next week As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager.